Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Now let's listen to Pastor Dave Crocker. Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus said some pretty profound words in his last moments here on earth. In the midst of the pain, the suffering and the death that he was enduring, he left us with an incredible legacy. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. For the soldiers, Barabbas, sorry, Barabbas, the disciples, all of the crowd that were gathered demanding the death of Jesus, Surely those words would have been outrageous. He's being executed for crimes rather than asking for forgiveness, for leniency, for trying to find a way out. He offers it. Who is Jesus to offer forgiveness? If he was wrongly accused, a a normal person would try to find a way out. But Jesus humbly accepted the punishment. Jesus didn't even have the nature of God. He was by nature actually God. The profound depth of that moment wasn't lost on those that were gathered. Beside Jesus was a criminal who recognised what was taking place in that moment. His place in history was being defined as the seconds passed by. Jesus, in the middle of two criminals, rightly sentenced to die. And that is where Jesus stands today. Between those who have no hope. He stands between people who deserve punishment for their sins. One of those beside Jesus would mock him. The other would ask for forgiveness. It's the same choice that you and I face today, to mock him or to follow him, to believe him or dismiss him to consider him or forget him. 
Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. In the moment of despair and death, Jesus displayed the saving power of the cross. He made an outrageous promise to a criminal who did not deserve it. Jesus offers that to us today. Outrageously, he offers you freedom. He offers you eternal life. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Jesus cares. He's in excruciating pain. He's been tortured, beaten, crucified. And while he could have been angry, he could have been full of vengeance, he was full of love and compassion for those he was leaving behind. It's a powerful passage in the 68th chapter of the book of Psalms in the Old Testament. It says, Sing to God. Sing in praise to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. Same Thoughts are found in the first book of Peter in chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. The cross is the ultimate stamp of God's love. As Jesus was there, he wasn't just viewing those that were gathered. He was seeing you and I, all who would have transgressed in the past, in the present, in the future. And while he had the eternal view and perspective in mind, he didn't miss the significance of two people whom he loved. Jesus notices you. You may feel unloved, unworthy, unforgiven, undone, but Jesus cuts across all of that. One of the names that people of God had for God in the Old Testament was El Shaddai. It's the God of more than enough. More than your brokenness. More than your sin. More than your past. More than your present. More than your future. God has more than enough for you. The death of Jesus Christ and his resurrection was more than enough to cover the sin upon our lives. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema shabaksani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus felt something that he had never felt before. 
God had forsaken him. Forsaken means to give up, to renounce, to abandon. Darkness covered the land, the burden of sin set upon his shoulders. For the very first time, he felt a sense of abandonment. In the Gospels, Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father doing. He was connected. He was always at one. And then he wasn't. He was disconnected. The pain of that moment was anguish beyond tolerance. But Jesus knew why. He had taken the sins of the world upon his shoulders. The greatest transaction of all time had happened. It is finished. Perhaps the three most powerful words ever spoken. How could those gathered had know the significance of those words? How could they understand what had just happened? Those three words are only found in the Gospel of John. And the Greek word translated, it is finished, is an accounting term. It means paid in full. When Jesus uttered those words, he was declaring the debt owed to his father was wiped away completely and forever. Not that Jesus wiped any debt that he owed. He wiped away your debt and mine. Worship team, can rejoin me. My question for you today is simple. Is there anguish in your heart? Do you feel separation this morning? Is Easter the day to take a step towards the Saviour who took a step towards you? If you would do me the honour of bowing your heads as we pray this morning. I want to invite you to examine the love of a saviour who would give himself for you and for I. Who would place himself willingly upon a cross. Torture, the torment, the humiliation. So that one day we could celebrate his resurrection. And as much as we look to his death today, it is because of the empty tomb that we can have that relationship. I don't know where you're at with God this morning, but I want to speak those words of Christ again. It is finished. The debt that you owed can be paid in full. The Bible says that we must believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth. Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead and we will be saved. Where is your heart this morning? Do you hold a belief that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for you and that he rose again? Perhaps this morning you've never acknowledged that. You've never declared that. 
I'd like to invite you to do that this morning. No one's looking around except me. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way. I just want to be able to include you in a prayer this morning. If that's you today, I invite you to raise your hand just so I can see for no other reason than knowing who to pray for. Thank you. Thank you. Is anyone else this morning? God, for those that are reaching out to you, I thank you that you first reached out to us. That no greater love can we ever see than someone who would die for us. And God, we declare it is finished this morning. The saving work of Jesus Christ through his blood shed, his body broken, it is finished. God, we proclaim your greatness in this place. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Dot org.